0: You remember the uh, former ISIS fighter that is who is living somewhere in Toronto? Well, it's only, of course, because of the New York Times that we actually know anything about him. The Canadian government certainly has not been forthcoming on any details about this guy. And we only know about of him as the name Abu Hazefa al Kanada. And he spoke to the New York Times in a series of interviews where he talked about going over to fight with ISIS fighters and bragged about executing a couple of people and fighting along this killer regime. And then, of course, backtracked on it, telling CSIS and RCMP he was lying. Here is just a soundbite of what he told the interviewer of the New York Times at that time. I've learned that, like you know, not all jihadi groups are right. They're just groups. There is an ideology though that you should be following the ideology of the truth meaning that should be your faith and you should be uh, make your life goal not dying or sacrificing yourself for battle but to have enough knowledge so that when um, when you are on the battlefield you can know why you're there fully why you're there you know all right, so, so what is the real story here? And why has he not been arrested for any terror-related charges? Even if he did not kill anybody, let's just say that. Because who knows what's true with this guy. He still went over to fight with the enemy. So most would look at that as saying, yeah, he committed treason. But of course, without physical evidence, getting this case into a court would be extremely tough. So apparently Canada is thinking of issuing a peace bond and forcing him to wear a tracking device, among other conditions. But then at least we get his real name, and we would know who he is. Is that enough for you? Let's bring in Lee Humphrey. He is a president over at James International Security Consulting. He is a terrorism expert. Hello there. Good evening. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm a little confused by this story, like so many when it comes to these ISIS fighters who return and apparently just go on with their lives, protected by you know, inane privacy laws in this country. But, you know, the journalist who interviewed him and really is the sole reason of why we know about him is because of the New York Times. But her goal was to humanize recruits to better understand them. And all I come away with is the understanding that if I go over and uh, fight with a terror regime and I decide to come back and um, paint myself as a murderous killer, apparently I can do that.
1: Yeah, well, there's the law. And there's how the law is applied. And, you know, the laws that were were set up after 9-11 and and, uh, uh, became what is now our our terrorism laws uh, are very clear. It's about if you leave Canada with the intent to either join or support a, a, a named terrorist organization then you're guilty of a crime. If you do the same while you're in Canada, you're guilty of a crime. Now, the application of that law seems to have changed uh, in the last couple of years, and we're seeing Crown prosecutors that, that perhaps aren't willing to, to go forward and apply the law as it, as it was written and intended.
0: Do you know can can you make any sense of why? I mean, I get it. You have to have, you know, you'll have to determine if a case can in fact be tried uh and get um a verdict. I get that. But leave it up to the courts to decide what what is hurting anybody, but by at least charging it and trying to get it into a court so at least we can get some facts on the table.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this gentleman specifically, he-, he has never recanted the fact that he joined ISIS. That is enough to prosecute him. There is pictures uh, of him with weapons in Syria that have been obtained by the RCMP as part of their, perhaps slash thesis, uh, as part of their investigation. Uh, His own lawyer says he's still rather radical. Um, I think there's an ideological change that occurred uh, within government. And that has been pushed down to Crown prosecutors to say, we need to look at de-radicalization. We need to look at other ways to deal with terrorists instead of the courts and jail.
0: Right. But but issuing a guy like this, a peace bond, that's, that's quite a Quite a dangerous uh, precedent, not to mention sends a very bad message to anybody else deciding that their life is uh, a confusion and they decide to want to go over and, and, and be a martyr.
1: Yeah, and a, and a peace bond does nothing to prevent him from carrying on with radicalizing other people. mm mm-hmm. Uh, recruiting other people, advising other people. There's a whole host of things he can continue to do uh, under a peace bond or, or even if he's wearing a GPS tracking device. Really, uh, this gentleman should be uh, detained at this point uh, awaiting trial. Uh, but it, it seems rather clear to me that the evidence has been built, the case has been made, the laws are in place, and we don't have a commitment Uh, from the government to follow through, through the ground prosecutors.
0: I mean, the one thing that you do, you would get out of it, at least is a real name. And then I, you know, it'd be interesting because you could see a real case of vigilante justice coming into play, uh, which is not something that I advocate for. But there'll certainly be a lot of people who will watch him and watch his every single move, feeling like he got away with something and, and, and essentially fought against our country.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know if we we need to be a country of law and order. We put laws in place for a very good reason. We have a justice system. We have the police. We have uh, we have jails. You don't want citizens uh, to to be taking things into their own hands. But you know you can understand that citizens will do things that are inappropriate if they don't believe that justice is being done. And in this case, it it it's very clear that. Justice is not being served. The law is not being followed. And the government is attempting to go down a different path uh, with people that had no problem taking up arms against us, our allies, and civilians and, and doing harm to them in some of the most horrible ways.
0: Right. I, I'm not sure why nothing really, you know, it kind of just flies under the radar all the time. I mean, like I said, if the New York Times had not done a series on this, we wouldn't know about it, and no one would really be asking, uh, frankly. And the fact that a lot of people aren't asking about it, uh, you know, the, the government has gotten complacent, and they, they think that, I guess, the public is, is just fine with that.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't think we're having a broader discussion either about the fact that this young man was radicalized here in Canada, recruited here in Canada, and was assisted in traveling abroad mm-hmm. to fight for a terrorist organization. That happened at least... 60 to 100 times, and that's just for ISIS. Before that, it was al-Qaeda, al-Qaeda in the Maghrib, al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula had Canadians in it. So we're not having a broader discussion about what's happening in the mosques uh, throughout Canada. How these, uh, how these recruiting uh, agents are, are getting away with this, why there's no action taken against those that radicalize, those that recruit, those laws uh, are in place. And they're very clear that if you're providing material support, and that includes recruiting, that includes radicalization, that you can be held to account and we're not doing it.
0: We are not. And it's only when we do and hear of something wrong that we get reactionary. So we'll just have to continue waiting and seeing if this guy ever surfaces or if anything, you know, any price is paid. Thanks so much, Lee.
1: You have a great night.
0: You too. That is uh, Lee Humphrey, president over of uh, James International Security. So he is a terrorism expert. We've talked to him many times. Um, You know, maybe I'm more surprised than he is, but uh, it's definitely a weird course of action for someone who bragged openly about how he killed people and fought along ISIS. Only to say, Oh, I didn't I didn't do it. I was I was joking. I was lying. I'm walking around.